miracles and wonders following the word in Jesus' name. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap after you take your seat. Right there at your seat, I want you to grab your Bibles. I want you to hold it up real high. I want you to repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it like you mean it this morning, church. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you this morning. Last week, we talked about maintaining a faith-filled heart. Say this with me. Say maintaining a faith-filled heart. Because our hearts are where we believe God for his promises. And we learned on last week that all of the promises of God are received by faith. And one of the examples that we gave was the life of Stephen. And the Bible says that Stephen was a man full of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm full of faith. And we also learned that in order for us to keep our hearts full of faith, we must consistently speak words that are full of faith. And so today our lesson is still in the faith arena. And if you're taking notes and you want to write down today's topic, it is walking in the spirit of faith. Walking in the spirit of faith. And the goal of today's lesson is to show you how to walk in the spirit of faith so you can access your faith, activate your works, and achieve God's promises. Everybody say, access your faith, activate your works, and achieve God's promises. So go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians 4, and then I want you to get a tab, uh, use your ribbon in your Bible, and find Mark chapter 11, verse 23. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13, and then Mark chapter 11, verses 23. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, this is what it reads. It says, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. I want you to say this with me. Say, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Now this verse says that if I have believed something, past tense, then something must have been said. I'm going to say that again. This verse implies that if I have believed something, something must have been said. So watch this now. The spirit of faith says, if I'm believing something, I must be saying something. Everybody say, if I'm believing something, I must be saying something. Now go over to Mark 11, Mark 11, 23. Mark eleven twenty three. I'm laying a foundation because by the end of today's message, you're going to understand exactly what you need to do 
for every one of your needs in your life to be met. Amen. Mark 11, look in verse 23. Jesus said, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever, look at your neighbor and say, you are whosoever. Whosoever shall what? Come on, class. What? Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not what? Doubt in his heart. Read these three words. But shall. Say it again. One more time. But shall believe. What shall they believe? That those things which they say shall come to pass, read it with me, he shall have whatsoever he said. So listen, once you and I have believed, past tense, then there are only two things that can occur after the fact. In other words, Jesus just told us that if we will open up our mouth and say to a mountain, say to a situation, and tell it what to do, and as long as we don't doubt on the inside, but believe that what we just said shall happen, he says we're going to have whatsoever we say. So there are only one or two things that's going to happen after that. The first thing that's going to happen is uh, we'll have to either receive our promise in the manifestation, because that's what he said that would happen, and that's why uh, in Luke chapter, uh, chapter 1, and I'm going to, in fact, go to Luke chapter 1, go to Luke chapter 1, verse 45. Either manifestation is going to take place or you and I must stand in faith and patience to receive. In other words, either the manifestation of what we desire is going to come to pass right then and there or we're going to have to have patience to receive. And that's why the Bible says in Hebrews, for you stand in need of patience that after we have done the will of God, we might receive the promise. It also says in Hebrews 6.12, to be not slowful, but followers of those who through faith and patience receive the promise. So the promise is not in your life either because you are still in the waiting mode or it must be in the manifestation taking place now. In Luke chapter 1, verse 45, this is what it says. And blessed is she that believed. It was talking about Mary. Blessed because she believed, past tense, for there shall be. Everybody say, it shall be. There shall be a what? A performance of the things that were told her from the Lord. In other words, once you and I have believed, past tense, then there shall be a performance. Okay, so either you are waiting on the promise or manifestation should have occurred. So if manifestation should have not occurred, watch this, you're either, either wait in the waiting mode or you're in the doubting mode. Because manifestation will come, it says, after you have believed, watch this, and it says there shall be a performance. So in order to walk in the spirit of faith, I must be saying something that I'm believing. In other words, you only believe what you say. And that's why it's critical out of our mouths that we speak the word. Now, last week, we looked at what it takes to fill our hearts up with faith. Do you all remember me taking a picture of water pouring in there? Okay, that's what we do. But, but, but how do we get rid of negative thoughts and negative actions and beliefs that are currently on the inside of us? 
Because, see, many of us, it feels like we're struggling against the negativity that's already on the inside. In other words, it's like, Pastor, I'm speaking the word, but I have so much negative on the inside. How do I get rid of the negative that's already on the inside of me? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Go to Luke chapter 17. Go to Luke 17. Luke chapter 17. And uh, I have two points, and if you're a good class this morning, I'll get through both of them. Here's the first point that I want to give you this morning. I want you to write it down. When the word increases, doubt decreases. I'm going to say that again. When the word increases, doubt decreases. Say this with me. Say, when the word decreases, uh, when the word increases doubt decreases. Now watch Luke chapter 17 because this principle is so powerful. In verse 3, it says, Take heed to yourselves. If your brother trespasses against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he trespasses you against you or sins against you, how many times a day? How many times a day? Seven times a day. And then seven times in a day turns to you again and say, I'm sorry. Then what should you do? Now, see, some of us are struggling right there. Your spouse did the same thing three times that day. You called them, and you got voicemail every single time. Pink, pink. And then, so you got them on the fourth time and said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, 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 my ringer was off. I cut it back on. And uh, then you call again later on, and you, didn't get, you got that voicemail again. Well, the Bible says you got to forgive again. Amen. Now, now watch this. That saying was so hard to the disciples. Listen to what they said. And the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> what they were saying is, we don't have enough faith to forgive somebody seven times for doing the same thing in one day. Now, they asked Jesus a legitimate question. Or they asked him for a legitimate request. They said, Lord, listen, we can't do that in our flesh They said, increase our faith. Now, that word increase is the word add in Acts chapter 2, verse 47. You know where the Bible says the Lord added to the church daily as such that should be saved? The word added is the same word right here when he said increase. So what they were saying is, Lord, add to our faith. Now, I want you to see because if Jesus was asked a request, and he had the power to fulfill it, then the next thing Jesus would do was to fulfill the request. Do you agree? I mean, if I ask you to borrow $5 and you have $5 to give me, then after I ask you for $5, what would your action be? To give me $5. May I have $5, everybody? I don't need $5 right now. But you would fulfill the request. Well, Jesus is about to fulfill the request, and the request was increase our faith. Look in verse 6 now. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, read the next three words, you might say. So let's just skip. This is what Jesus was saying. If you had faith, you might say. What he was saying is, disciples, the way that you increase your faith is by saying. And so that's why last week, I proved to you that's how you and I increase our faith is by what? By saying. Now, the word might say is actually one word in the Greek, and it means to join words together to say something. 
So what Jesus was saying is, if you will join words together and say something, it will happen. So in order to decrease, watch this now, decrease doubt, I must increase the word. Everybody say, in order to decrease doubt, I must increase the word. In other words, my point is, when the word increases, doubt decreases. So, all right, so this glass represents our heart. All right, and some of you all have been saved. You can pull the monitors down just a little bit because I hear hum. Uh, some of us who may have got, just gotten saved, uh, this Gatorade represents doubt, negativity, and all the cuss words you have cussed in your lifetime. Okay, now, you know what? I forgot my picture. I need a picture. Okay, here we go. Uh, you got it? Okay. Uh, can they fill that picture up with some water? Fill it up with water. I'm going to use this for right now. All right, so whoever water this is, it has been donated to the kingdom of God. <laughs> but I still need my pitcher of water. Bring it to me real quick, all right? I won't, I won't use their water. Maybe that was Pastor Matt's water. The Lord has saved you, Pastor Matt. Okay, so watch this now. This represents negativity. And this is how most people's hearts are. So they say the word a couple of times, and it doesn't look like it's doing any good. And so you just can't confess the word two times if you have 20 years worth of negative in your heart. So this is how, remember now, my point is when the word increases, doubt will what? Decrease. So this represents the word. Now remember, Jesus said, you are clean through my word. All right? So watch this. Now, if I pour this out, if I pour this enough, look what's happening. The negative is coming out and the word or faith is coming in. So now, look what color is in the glass. Y'all see that? So, it's lack of the word that's creating problems for us. Touch your neighbor and say, you need some word inside of you. Amen. And all you have to do is pour it in. Now, watch this now. In John chapter 3, verse 28 through 30, write it down. This is what John the Baptist said. He was talking about Jesus, and he said, he must increase, and I will decrease. Notice he didn't say, well, I must decrease so Jesus could increase. No, no, no. He said, if Jesus will increase, I am going to decrease. And the way that you decrease negativity in your life is when you pour the word of faith in. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, the word, here's the second point, the word will work if you will work the word. Everybody say, the word will work if you will work the word. Now go to Romans chapter 4. Go to Romans chapter 4, Romans 4, and we're going to look in verse 17. This is the life of Abraham. And... Uh, I've discovered that the word doesn't work for most people because most people are not working the word. In Romans chapter 4, look in verse 17, it says this, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him who believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. I'm going to read that part again. Who calls those things which be not as though they were. Notice verse 18, it says, who against hope, talking about Abraham, he believed in hope that he might become 
the father of many nations. Watch this. According to that which was spoken. So Abraham became the father of many nations because something was spoken. So watch this now. The, today's English version says this. I have made you a father of many nations. So the promise is good in the sight of God in whom Abraham believed. The God, listen, who brings the dead to life and who command brings into being what did not exist. So watch this. Instead of worrying about what you don't have, you should be calling into manifestation what you desire to have. Remember, Abraham became the father of many nations, not when he had Isaac. He became the father of many nations once the word was spoken. Listen, when the angel came to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to have a son. She said, well, how is that going to come about? And he said, well, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you and overshadow you. And that which will be conceived in you will be the, Holy, will be the son of God. And you know what Mary said? Mary said, be it to me according to your word. In other words, when the word is spoken, manifestations on the way. So watch this now. If I need more money for retirement, instead of worrying about it, I should call it in. If you need a raise or financial increase in your life, why worry about it? You just need to call it in. If your kids are acting up and you need the manifestation of obedience, call it in. You say, well, Pastor, how do I call it in? Look, you need to just look at your kids in the face and say, I just declare Ephesians chapter 6 in your life. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, but this is right. Honor your father and mother with the promise that you may live long and things go well with you. And I declare that over you in your life in Jesus' name. And they might look at you like you're crazy. But instead of talking about how they're acting, because is that what you desire to have? No, remember now, our words actually exemplify what we desire. So instead of talking about how bad our kids are, we're going to declare the word over their life. Now watch this now. This is going to be good right here. The only reason that need exists is because you haven't used God's word to supply. I'm going to say that again. The only reason that you and I have need, everybody say need. need. The only reason you and I have need in our lives is because we haven't used the word to supply. Now go to Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to show you something you've never seen in your life. Touch your neighbor and say, if you go to sleep, he's going to slap you. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4. Watch this now. How many honestly... Have some kind of need in your life right now. Let me see your hand. Have some kind of need. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to say to you. The only reason need exists is because you haven't used the word to supply. Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to show you something here. He said, but my God shall what? Supply how much? All of your what? Need according to his what? Riches and glory. How? By Christ Jesus. Now, if you want to take, if you're taking notes, the word supply or shall supply means it means fulfilled. My God shall fulfill. And what's interesting is right down Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, 
This is what it says. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled. The word fulfilled is the same Greek word supply in Philippians chapter 4. He's saying all of this was fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. He's saying, listen, the only reason that what just happened was fulfilled is because somebody said something. Okay, all right. Go to Luke, go to Matthew chapter 21. Go to Matthew 21. I want you to go to Matthew 21. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 1 verse 22 again because I want you to understand this. He says, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled or supplied which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. In other words, he's saying that situation did not happen. It did not occur. And the only reason it did is because somebody said something. So that says that some things haven't occurred in our lives because somebody haven't said something. Now watch this. Matthew chapter 21, look in verse 1. Matthew 21 verse 1. It says, And when they drew nigh to Jerusalem, they were coming to Bethage unto the Mount of Olives, and they sent Jesus, and Jesus sent two disciples. And he said to them, Go into the village. Go into Arlington. And you're going to find an ass tied up and a coat with her. Lose them and bring them to me. And if any man will say to you, hey, what are you doing? Say to them, the Lord had what? That's that word need. The Lord had what? Need of them. And then straightway he will send them. All this was done. Watch this now. That it might be fulfilled. See that word fulfilled? It's the same word supply in Philippians chapter 4. He's saying, listen, all of this will be supplied because something was spoken by the prophet. I want you to see that nothing happens until somebody says something. Notice now, Jesus had a need. He had a need. He needed a ride. So he decided, I don't necessarily want to catch a taxi. I don't want a camel. So go to Arlington and find me an ass and a coat. In other words, a, a, a big donkey and a baby donkey. Bring them to me. Now, once Jesus, I want you to see this now, Jesus had a need before he said something. Do you agree? He had a need before he said something. But then Jesus decided to say something. He said, listen, there are two coats in Arlington. Bring them to me. If they didn't exist in Arlington, they did after he said it. Because, watch this, the only reason manifestation occurs is when someone says something. So when Jesus said, bring me the coats, if the coats didn't exist, they did after he said it. And watch this, that's why it said, this was fulfilled because it was already spoken. So watch this. Let me ask you this. How does God supply? Because he said in Philippians 4, he will supply how much? All of our what? So how does God supply? Well, God supplies today like he supplied from the beginning. Well, how did he supply from the beginning? He supplied with his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with, and the word was Genesis 1-3 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you keep reading, it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was. So watch this now. 
God needed, everybody say needed. God needed some light. So you know what God decided to do to meet the need of light? He said, let there be some. If God had to open up his mouth to supply his need, then you and I have to open up our mouth and supply our need. And the only reason you have need in your life is because you haven't opened up your mouth and supply the word for God to supply. Now watch this now. Go over to Matthew chapter 6. Go to Matthew 6. Go to Matthew 6. Because God supplied light by using the word from his own mouth. He will supply for us when we use his word, watch this, to call the things which be not as though they were. And see, that's why the Lord's Prayer is so powerful. Some people, they pray the Lord's Prayer, you know, out of tradition. Now, I heard a story last night that I laughed so hard I thought I was going to throw up. We're at the table. We're at dinner with CJ and his wife. And CJ had a birthday, and his mom's living with him right now. And uh, the mom decided to surprise him at work. And so she brought him a gift. And she got in to work and decided she was going to sing to him for his birthday. Well, what is the traditional song for your birthday? Happy birthday to you. Oh, no, that ain't what she sang. She sang the Lord's Prayer. (laughs) Can you imagine somebody showing up for your birthday and singing the Lord's Prayer? But there is something powerful about the Lord's Prayer. Watch Matthew chapter 6, look in verse 9, because that's what we're about to read. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, where? On earth as it is, where? He's saying, listen, let your will be done on the earth the way it already is in heaven. In other words, I'm saying now, How does God supply for our need? The supply already exists in heaven. We must agree on earth and declare it down. It's our, he says, let thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. So when he said, I will supply your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus, his part has already been done. What we have to do on earth is get in agreement to what was already done in heaven. And when we declare, watch this, what's in heaven, it will come down here on earth. And that's why the enemy wants you to keep a poverty mouth. God supplied the whole earth with the words of his mouth. He said, let there be light. The Bible says light came. In fact, go to Genesis. Go to Genesis quickly. We're going to close right here. Go to Genesis and go to chapter 1. Let me show you this right here. Genesis chapter 1. And uh, we're going to look in verse Four, Genesis 1, uh, let's look in verse 3. Genesis 1, verse 3, it says, And God said, let there be light. And then what happened? God had a need. The need was light. He opened up his mouth, and his need was supplied. Watch this now. In verse 10, And God called the dry land earth, and the gatherings together in the water, he called them the seas, and God saw that it was what? 
He saw that it was good. And then if you look in verse 12, it says, And the earth brought forth grass, and the yielding seed after its kind. And then it says, And God saw that it was what? Let me ask you something. What did God see? He saw that it was good. He really didn't just see that it was good. He saw what he said. It said in that verse that he said, let the earth bring forth grass. So after he said what he said, he saw what he saw. Watch this now. Verse 18. And then to rule over the day and rule over the night, he had the sun and the moon. And it says, and to divide the light from darkness. And God saw that it was what? What did God see? He saw what he said. So how do you and I supply need in our life? We have to take God's word just like he did, and we need to speak it just like he did, and just like the light came, our need will be met. But you know what? We do the opposite. We walk around and we say, mm, man, I'll tell you what, I, girl, I need to be married. I need, the Bible says, you know, it ain't good for man to burn. We're not supposed to burn. It's better to marry than to burn. Y'all know that verse? It's better to marry than to burn. Girl, I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning. I'm on fire, I'm on fire. I'm on fire, Jesus, I'm on fire. You know what you're doing? You're calling those things that are as though they are. That's not what he said at the beginning. He said, call those things that be not as though they were. Why does he say do that? Because once we speak the word into our situation, then the word will supply the need that we have in our life. Everybody say years ago. I learned this principle when I was getting ready to get married. I was finishing Bible school. I went two years living off money that I had saved. Because I couldn't work in Jamaica because I didn't have a work visa. So I had to just be a student. And so I had saved money. So I'm living off the money that I had saved for two years. And now I'm getting ready to graduate. And uh, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, when would you like me to get married? And the Lord used my older sister. She was like, you know what would be a good time for you to get married? Uh, It's right after you graduate because we're going to be there for your graduation. So we might as well be there for you to get married too. And that made a whole lot of sense. And I said, I ain't got no money to be getting married right now. And when I hung up the phone, the Lord said, I want you to get married right right after you graduate. And so I said, Lord, you know how much money I got left. Because, see, my plan was to come back to America, work, get a job, get a place to stay, get everything set up, go back to Jamaica, get married, and then bring my bride into a, a, at least a decent situation. He said, no, no, I want you to get married right after you graduate. And I said, Lord, I don't have the money to do that. And you know what he said to me? He says, are you getting married according to your riches and glory? Or are you getting married according to my riches and glory? I said, well, Lord, I don't have no riches and no glory. So I'm going to have to depend on yours. So I did what I'm telling you to do today. I began to open up my mouth and declare, Father, you said in your word that you shall supply all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So all the money that I'm going to need to get married, I thank you that it is supplied. And so as I begin to keep saying that, one day my wife, my future wife, my fiance at the time, called me to dinner. She says, hey, I, want, I got something to share with you, I'm, you know, at dinner. So we go to dinner. And uh, she says, guess what? I said, what? She says, uh, there's a man who my mom used to work for, and he saw me as his daughter, and he heard I was getting married, and he, decide, he decided to pay for our whole wedding. 
How many know I let him? I let him. In Jesus' name, I let him. At one moment in my, not, my life, I had a need. I decided to do what I'm telling you. I decided to open up my, my mouth because remember, the word will work if you will work the word. And all I did, I saw God do it. God said he needed light. He spoke it and light came. So I decided to speak his word because remember, the Bible says God watches over his word to perform it. The Bible even says that the angels of God, watch this now, they hearken to the voice of his word. So listen, when you and I speak God's word into our situation, angels don't know if it's us or God talking. Oh, y'all didn't get that, did you? I said, the Bible says that the angels of God, they hearken unto the voice of God's word. So when I begin to voice the word in my life and over my situation, the angels of God does not know if it's me or if it's God. Because the whole earth has been designed to obey God. So all I have to do is take the words of my father and speak them. It works every single time. If I tell Landon, Landon, go tell heaven I said come here. When he goes upstairs and says, heaven, daddy said come here. She don't say well, I ain't coming until he come up here personally and tell me she better not say that. <laughs> I will have a jail ministry quickly. <laughs> now, I have a question for you. If I send Landon to tell heaven to come to me, who is really telling heaven to come? Me. It ain't heaven or it ain't Landon. It's me. And when you and I speak the word, the, the situations have to obey because it ain't us speaking the word. It's God speaking the word. And that's why you and I, we got to get in that word because the word is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word will work if you will work the word. The supply already exists in heaven. You and I must agree with heaven by declaring God's word here on the earth. And so I don't know what need you have in your life today. But the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the words of his mouth. I want to challenge you today. Fill up your heart with the word. Look, you ain't got time to listen to jazz music. You know, Christians, they, 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 Christians are funny. Pastor, is it a sin to listen to jazz music? No, it's not a sin. But right now, you, you, need too, you have too much need in your life. You need to be listening to the word. Some of y'all listen, you know, I, I like Jay-Z. Well, you need to listen to J.C. Okay? Because Jay-Z ain't going to do nothing for you but to take your money from the album you bought. 
at least JC can supply my need if I speak his word over my life. So I want to challenge you today. Man, listen, you should not let this whole week go by without listening to this sermon at least one time every day. Did you get blessed by the word today? God bless you. Every head bowed right there where you are. Nobody's moving. Here's the question that I have. If you die today, are you 100% sure heaven would be your home? Because if you're not sure, God has put a desire of every person to want to go to heaven. The thing about going to heaven is you can't decide after you die. You must decide on this side of heaven. And you know, it's real simple. You don't have to work for salvation. All you have to do is believe for it. 